What can you expect from an experienced financial advisor? Are all advisors alike? And will the right advisor really make a positive difference? Your Financial Journey is a podcast brought to you by Providence Wealth Advisors, LLC, a wholly owned affiliate of Providence Bank and Trust. In this series, members of the PWA team discuss the importance of planning, relevant developments, and investment strategies geared to help you achieve your wealth management goals and to provide you with experience, guidance, and support every step of the way. Hello, this is Doug DeGroat from Providence Wealth Advisors. Welcome to our third quarter market review, as well as an update as to how we think the markets might end this year. We're recording this podcast on Wednesday, September 22nd. And I note that because every day in the market, especially lately, brings a new twist. Uh, So a week from now, things can be entirely different uh, than today. So just keep that in mind as as you listen to this podcast. So first of all, let's talk about a a quick recap as to where the markets have gone this year. Through early September, the S&P 500, that particular equity index, is up about 20% year to date. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, the most uh, used, if you will, uh, equity market index, is up about 15% for the year. Uh, The NASDAQ, which is predominantly technology-related, is up about 80% for the year. So those are three stock market indexes, just to give you an idea where we've been. So returns this year, uh, mid to high teens, call it, markets. Uh, Bonds, for the most part, are negative to call it break-even for the year. Why is that? Interest rates have moved higher during the year, and as interest rates move higher, Uh, bond prices fall in value. There's an inverse relationship there. So again, for the most part, um, it seems a little counterintuitive, but um, bond prices um, are, again, break-even to negative on the year. So the last two weeks in particular have been extremely volatile. Um, Typically, September and October have always been dangerous months for, for the markets, both the, particularly the equity markets, but also the bond market. Um, stock indexes, the indexes that we just talked about on, on average are down about 5% over the last couple of weeks. And even to give you some, uh, more flavor, uh, this past Monday, so Monday, September 20th, uh, the Dow Jones industrial average, the Dow was down about 950 points at its low during the day or about two and a half percent, uh, during the day. Now it recovered a little bit at the end and only closed down about 650 points, but still a a rather large decline. Um, Early this morning, again, uh, today's a Fed decision day. We're gonna talk about that in a minute, Um, but the market's now rallied about 300 points today. So what does all that mean? Volatility's on the rise. Um, Just a lot of back and forth movement. Um, And while the indexes are only down, call it 5% on average, Many stocks are down 5, 10, 15% from their highs that they reached just a few weeks ago. So there's a lot of things going on internally within our markets. Why, you might ask, why is all these things happening? And, you know, this is something our group looks at uh, consistently. You know, what every week we have our meetings, our investment meetings, what, what's going on, why. And, and I guess my initial responses, which is what I always start our committee meetings is, uh, or, or with, is I don't know. Pick a reason. You know, we had been expecting some type of pullback um, 
at this time of year. We've had a tremendous rally since uh, the COVID lows of, of uh, mid-March uh, 2020. We've had, a, again, this really nice rally. But, you know, again, I come back to, I don't know, pick, you know, we've got China. You know, many of you have read about that. There's more government control happening over their economy that's causing a lot of volatility in their markets, and that's spilling over into the world. Um, there's a, a, a U.S. debt ceiling that's going to be reached in October. You know, we've gone through these uh, a number of times, uh, at least during my career. But what does that entail? A government shutdown, wrangling over the budget, you know, what happens, et cetera. So th there's that issue. Our, our current administration has proposed a number of spending bills. Uh, you know, there's an infrastructure bill out there uh, for $1.5 trillion. There's a human infrastructure bill out there for $3.5 trillion. These spending bills are in jeopardy. You know, there's a lot of wrangling going on within um, um, Congress as to, to how this might play out. So that's kind of spilling over into the markets. Government stimulus is fading. You know, our government rolled out a number of programs during COVID. That's kind of tailing off. Um, that Those stimulus programs have certainly helped our economy. So, you know, how does that affect things in the future? And finally, I'd be remiss to not mention the Delta variant. You know, it does appear that peaked a few weeks ago. I think the numbers are, are bearing that out. Again, that's something we've watched uh, since its inception uh, because it, it does affect our markets. But um, it looks like that's peaked, but again, that still affects economic growth. People are still worried about that. So here's the one thing we do know within our group. Um, markets do not like uncertainty. Markets like certainty. They like to know what to expect. They like consistency. And we are definitely in a period of uncertainty. Again, there's more items out there than just I mentioned, but those are kind of what I'll call the big four or five issues that are facing our economy right now. So what does it mean? It's meant a little pullback. So as we move into the fourth quarter, what does our group think? We think the sell-off in equities is probably going to continue. Um, I'm not sure we've hit the, 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 the lows just yet, but you know, as I said, we've had a 5% pullback. pullback. Um, typical corrections, 10%. You know, we were anticipating anywhere between a 5 and 15% pullback. Um, you know, we've had people, you know, typically, maybe some of you customers reach out to one of the people within our group. Why don't you just sell everything now if you think that's what's going to happen? And the answer is you just don't know. Because it, as I said, we are kind of expecting that uh, uh, maybe a little greater pullback, but perhaps this rally today of at least for now, three or 400 points holds and we continue to build from there. Maybe we've seen our lows. So you, it's just not that easy. And the other issue is, in many cases, there's capital gain issues if you just sell out. Um, so you don't want to sell someone out, sell a security, and then pay a 20% capital gains tax with the intent, well, I'm going to buy that security when it's lower, because it might never be lower. Um, we do think continued low interest rates are going to continue to support equities. That's the other thing. So you, you can't have too big of a pullback because... Uh, the bond market just isn't generating that much of a return right now. So um, equities continue to have support with these low rates. And the final point is not all stocks re react the same, whether it be uptrends or downtrends. So even when you have a point, uh, a, a day like Monday, when we saw, call it a 650 point down day on the Dow at the close, 
we've had stocks within our, our portfolios that were up. So it's not like everything just goes down automatically. Every stock reacts differently. And, and quite honestly, many of the stocks that are feeling the brunt of what's gone on this week are the ones, what I'll call high flyers, One of, many of these stocks that have really moved um, tremendously over the last year. Those are the ones where you're seeing the larger pullbacks. So again, trying to take the next step from here, um, where do we see things going? We've kind of talked a little bit where they're at. You know, what, what, what's our strategy right now? Um, we're continuing to stay on the short end of the yield curve in the bond market. As I said, there, there remains uh, not much of a return within the bond market. That is really, our bond allocations are, are designed to limit the, the volatility within our portfolios. There's really no reward in extending out in the maturity timeframe. So we're staying short. We're continuing that strategy. Equities, we're continuing to target equities with dividends. Uh, many of uh, you listening, if you're, if you're clients now, you've heard us talk about in the past that dividends provide a current yield and they, pro and they also provide some downside support or protection in the event of a, a large market decline because those stocks are paying you something to hold them now. You know, and as an example, IBM, one of the stocks that we use, it's got about a 4% dividend yield today. So you're going to get that 4% no matter what happens to the market. So it does give you some protection. We continue to stay diversified, whether you're within uh, funds, mutual funds, ETFs, or individual securities. As many of you know, we use a number of uh, uh, issues, and that's to try to diversify all the portfolios. We don't want all the eggs in, in, in the same basket. Um, and I would be remiss to note again, that in spite of all this volatility we're seeing, which we talked about, we do expect equities to stabilize. And part of the reason continues to be interest rates. Uh, the 10-year, um, which fell to just about 1% a few months ago, has bounced back. We're now, the 10-year treasury is now running in the range of, call it 1.3%. We think you could see that 10-year push to 1.5, maybe even 1.75 by year end. But we're not sure as we see that as a major headwind for equities, at least at, at, at this point. Um, again, it, it's, a, it's a move higher, um, but it, it's moving higher because the economy is continuing to see some improvement. So, so we see that as a positive, which would benefit the equity market. So basically, we feel fairly positive for the, for the fourth quarter and the rest of the year as we kind of move through what we, we perceive to be a little rough patch in here. Um, from seasonality, and again, just some of these issues that we referenced before. So the other issue our group thought would be uh, important to kind of note um, within this call is we've been asked uh, from a number of clients, again, hopefully uh, some of you listening are clients and you can appreciate this, but the, the topic of inflation, what should you do? And I think for anyone that's gone to the grocery store or gone out to purchase items, you know that there's inflation right now. Now, the, the, the Fed's position has been this is uh, transitory and it's not going to stick around longer term. And that really is one of these issues the market's wrestling with right now. So why is this inflation happening? It's happening for a number of reasons, but um, the first one is there's supply chains, interruptions that have happened due to COVID. So what does that mean? You had manufacturing plants shut down for months due to COVID. 
And the perfect example I would give on that is you hear all the time about computer chips, which are used to run about everything in the world right now. But, um, you know, it's difficult to buy a car because the computer chips, it's difficult to buy appliances because of the computer chips that go into them. So the, the, the fact that these plants shut down for several months, um, if you go back a year, it's finally what I'd call catching up. The, the inventories run out and they can't make enough to, to kind of catch up. So that's causing prices to inflate. The other thing is uh, the money printing that's going on right now. And I'm just calling it uh, money printing. But, um, you know, all these stimulus programs um, that are um, out there, trillions of dollars are being added to the economy. And I get a little concerned, at least our group does, uh, when we hear uh, politicians talk about this money printing. We need to print more money, if you will, because that'll stop inflation. Everybody recognizes things are that, that inflation is out there, um, that we need to print more money and that'll help the inflation a problem. The, the reason we get worried is that's completely wrong. The, the more money you print, um, the more inflation that's gonna happen. That's pretty basic uh, economic principles. Um, if money printing was the answer to prosperity, you know, I, I'll use a simple example. We, we should just print enough money to make everyone a millionaire, make, you know, every, make every U.S. citizen a millionaire, print money, and, and the world would be great. Um, but it doesn't work like that. All that will happen is then a loaf of bread will cost a million dollars to buy. So that's kind of the example I would use. But you, you throw all this money in circulation, and I've read a lot of articles about that. Our group's done a lot of research on it. All these dollars are inflationary. So what do you do? You know, Many of you may have noticed we've started to, to initiate, initiate a, a position in gold or silver or precious metals within our accounts. And we're, and we're continuing to evaluate that, monitor that, and maybe add more. But the, the whole idea for inflation is you want to buy hard assets. You know, something that, that hurts, if you will, if you drop it on your foot, because that's a solid asset and you've got more money chasing that solid asset. So it kind of protects you. So that's the reason, you know, you typically would see gold or silver um, increase in value. And the other um, asset would be real estate. Um, you know, you see that happening already in, in uh, the markets, wherever you're at, you're seeing residential real estate uh, increase in value um, in some places tremendously. Now, part of that's demand. There's a couple of factors going on there. But again, it's this inflationary trend and the real estate protects you uh, from that because it's this hard asset. So coming back to the markets, um, we look at things, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, again, this week, when, whenever you have these market declines and big moves, the media really picks up on that. But, but we feel like as we work our way through the sell-off, um, things are gonna get better. We are being cautious right now with, with any new accounts, with any new money that's come in, um, we're being selective. Um, but it's been a good year so far. We expect this, the potential for the sell-off to possibly continue uh, for a couple more weeks. And then we see stabilization, and then we see continued growth in the equity markets. And again, on the fixed income side, we see rates maybe moving up a little bit more, but we're not, we don't see anything drastic out there where you're going to see rates move up dramatically and call it the one the 10-year the going from 1.3% to 2.6% overnight. Uh, we just don't see that happen. So that's a quick update as to kind of where we've been on the year, 
where we think we're going and, and uh, some brief thoughts on inflation. Uh, we appreciate you listening in today. Uh, um, please join us for our next podcast, which is going to be on retirement savings. Um, and we hope you enjoy your fall. It's always a great time of year. Thanks again for listening. Providence Wealth Advisors, LLC, or PWA is a wholly owned affiliate of Providence Bank and Trust, or PB&T. The investment products and services offered by PWA are independent of the products and services offered by PB&T and are not FDIC insured, may lose value, are not bank guaranteed, and are not insured by any federal or state government agency. Investment products and services are offered by appropriately licensed investment advisor representatives, subject to the general oversight and authority of PWA. PWA is an SEC-registered investment advisor company. To obtain a copy of their ADV Part 2A and Form CRS, visit www.providencewealth.com. PWA is located throughout the Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. To contact PWA, call 888-927-7387, email askexperts at providencewealth.com, or write to 20220 South LaGrange Road, Frankfort, Illinois, 60423.